0: Well, Elvis, I think, as you said, it's the last day of the year and everyone's looking forward to the new year. And I think rightly so, because both globally and indeed from a domestic point of view, it's been a tough and uncertain year. Apart from the pandemic, we've had to deal with with the civil unrest in July. We've had to deal with, with, you know, with the 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 ESCOM load shedding uh, and the high unemployment during the year. And as we've indicated, we are going to, nonetheless, end the year uh, in an overall way uh, with a positive number in our growth rate of about 5%. Uh, but we've got to understand that that is a rebound from, from the minus 6.4 that we had last year. So we've now more or less regained uh, most, if not all, of the economic ground that we lost uh, last year. And now, of course, today we've also had the news of the of the further relaxation in, in the level one in you know, lockdown regulations. Um, and this strikes a new balance as we move into the new year between lives and indeed livelihoods. But as the government and others have warned, uh, uh, we're not out of the woods yet. The curtain has not yet come down on the pandemic and on Omicron. So quite clearly, as we move into the year, both medically and economically, Its vigilance and vaccination are now the main weapons as we move uh, into our economic expectations about the new year. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that that we understand that a, a healthy economy and a healthy society are now very much independent and it lies in our hands.
1: As the world and South Africa move now into the third year of the COVID-19 pandemic is it all doom and gloom professor or what is the global economic picture telling us
0: Well Elvis I think at the moment if you look at the latest forecasts for for the global economy it says that that obviously world economic growth is slowing down in the light of of some Uh, of these pandemic developments of the last few weeks. But we're not talking about a world recession. We're just talking about lower world growth in terms of what has been happening. And as long as there's adaptive behavior on the part of people, business, and also of governments, and we push on the vaccination front, well, we can control uh, how how the contagion still unfolds and there are some tentative signs that those supply bottlenecks which have been so expensive for many countries may be easing a little bit and it's clear also you will see from from the latest stock market reports they are taking these developments in their stride so quite clearly we're not looking at a doomsday scenario globally but there are economic risks globally because of Omicron. And the restrictions that are being applied in some countries. So I think we've just got to accept that as we move into the new year, medically, economically, and for some countries politically, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. And so we must expect a degree of volatility until all this sorts itself out in the next few months.
1: Greater prominence have been given to global inflation trends and the interest rate outlook. In recent months, more central banks have pivoted towards tightening as a way of combating inflation. And several countries have also raised uh, their interest rates. What are the expectations for us here in South Africa and our economic uh, trajectory?
0: Well, Elvis, as you indicated earlier, our, our growth rate forecasts after the 5% are, are now much lower. I think if you look at the good forecasts on between one5 and perhaps 2%. And two points here. Firstly, this is, of course, a far cry from the 5% with which we will end this year because this has been a rebound from the previous year. But secondly, more importantly, growth at this level over the next couple of years is simply not good enough for South Africa, given our socioeconomic challenges. I mean, growth in South Africa has indeed been too low for too long. So if we want job-rich growth in the years ahead, and particularly next year, we've got to look at moving towards 3% or more if we want to make a dent on on unemployment, apart from all the other advantages. And then, of course, the, the other thing we've got to watch as we move into the new year is the issue of of inflation, where quite clearly because of the the increase in in the raw material prices, the fuel prices, the ESCOM tariffs, which so many of your listeners will be feeling, we've got to deal with that. Now, the question is, how do we deal with it? Well, as a famous central banker said, of course, central banks have to take away the punch bowl before the party's over. And I think that's right, of course, uh, things get out of hand. But I look around at the South African economy and I say, but where's the party? There's no party here. This is not the United States. So we've got to be careful as to how we handle what we do about interest rates. They are cross-currents. These are dilemmas. It's not an easy decision for our central bank. So we'll have to see what they decide to do about interest rates when they meet again as the monetary as the Monetary Policy Committee next month.
1: Very briefly, Professor, what else do we need to do to kickstart more robust, inclusive growth in 2022?
0: Well, my message is we've got to ensure, and it lies in our hands, that the tailwinds will, will prevail over the headwinds. Uh, we've got a number of what I call half-forged policies and projects, work in progress, which if we mobilise and expedite them, and I, I, I've listed about 10 of them, that that are ready to, to be accelerated, whether we're talking about some developments on, on the energy front or in infrastructure or anti-corruption with, you know, with with the Zondo Commission coming and service delivery reforms above all. So what we want to see next year, both with the private sector and the government, is a strong implementation-led economic recovery. That That's what we need. There are things on the table that we must implement and as the late Archbishop Tutu often said we must walk the talk we must walk the talk and so if we focus on investment economic reform and confidence as the drivers of better news we will have a better economy next year but it lies on our it lies in our hands Uh in order to ensure that those things happen and give us the new year we want from an economic point of view.
1: I thank you so much and a happy new year. Author and economist, Professor Raymond Parsons from the Northwest University School of Business and Governance.